welcome back to Four and Toe Podcast, where moms can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. This is episode five. Today, we're going to talk planning. Planning your school year, your school month, your school week, and your school day. Here's the deal. (laughs) Planning is like my favorite thing of homeschooling. It seriously is. I know I'm supposed to say that watching my kids' eyes light up when they get a concept that they've been struggling with is supposed to be like the best thing and teaching my kids is supposed to be the best thing, but I'm such a nerd that the planning aspect of homeschooling just makes me giddy. I absolutely love doing it. I have a background in secretarial work, in administrative work, organizing, planning. It's it's my jam. Like I so love it. <laughs> and I I am addicted to sticky notes. I'm addicted to um, cool pens and notebooks. Like I do the planner thing, like physical planner. We're not talking like on your phone, a calendar on your phone. No, I'm talking like a proper planner with a thing of sticky notes next to it and the colorful pens. Although I usually just stick to a black pen and a pencil and (laughs) I have my way of planning. It's just fantastic. When I started um, doing some research on ways that different people did homeschool planning and lesson planning. I explored Pinterest and found a whole bunch of different ways that people do it because everybody plans differently. And it really depends on the curriculum that you pick and your personality and how many kids you're teaching. There's so many aspects that go into the planning of a homeschool year and et cetera. And so this, uh, what I decided to do is for this episode, I'm just going to talk to you purely from my uh, perspective the way I do it, but I want you to know that everybody plans differently. So don't look down on it. Just use this as like an example of one way somebody plans their homeschool year. Seriously, take this whole episode with a grain of salt. Take the good parts or take ideas from what I'm giving you and say, and use them for your own homeschool or throw the rest out. (laughs) Seriously. With planning, it, it will depend on the curriculum that you choose, because if you have a boxed curriculum, they already have the lessons written out, like very specifically. And if you do more of an eclectic version of homeschooling, which is what I do, every teacher's manual, at least all the ones that I have, have a lesson scheduled out. So it says, complete this book in one year, do this. And so, so many lessons per week or day or whatnot. As we discussed in the last episode, I take an eclectic approach to homeschooling. As I begin a school year, I pull out all of my teacher's manuals. And inside each one, we'll have a table of contents to show how many lessons are in that particular curriculum. And I've set my own personal goal of being halfway through each set of curriculum by Christmas. That's my goal. So when looking at a book, let's say science, the science curriculum I've picked has 14 lessons to work through in the course of a year. They're very comprehensive, uh, in-depth lessons. So when I say 14, it will take a solid week to get through one of those lessons, at least. By Christmas, I want to have seven of those lessons completed. Our social studies program I'll give you a lot of information about it in our next episode, but it has, just so you have a reference, it's rather than broken up by lesson, it's broken up by country. There are 11 countries to be studied through the course of the year. I want to have six completed by Christmas. 
our math has 30 lessons. I use the same curriculum for each child just at different levels for math. So it is consistent every single year. There are 30 lessons in this math program that I use. By Christmas, I want to have 15 lessons completed. And grammar and history both have 100 lessons to be completed in the course of the year. So by Christmas, we should have 50 done. So now that I have an idea of what I want, what I have to do in the course of the year, and I know what I need to do in the first six months, then I break it up by month. I figure that I do most of my schooling for the first half of the year during the months of September, October, and the first three weeks of November. I don't figure that the week of Thanksgiving anything gets done, so I just consider that a wash. I just don't even figure that into our planning. And I take December and I figure that study hall month. I like to make that the month that we can catch up on things that we've gotten behind in. So what I do is I figure that most of our schooling will be done between September and November. I think through what's reasonable, what's doable from September through November and see what can be started early to make the bulk of the school year just a little bit easier. Stuff that I'm skimming off the top is what I plan to do in July and August. And here's like a heads up of how I approach this monthly planning. I, I consider this like the goal setting time. My goal is in Jan- July, I want to do X, Y, Z. In August, I want to do X, Y, Z. And this is simply a goal. It's like, if it doesn't end up happening, I'm not, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> we hold this loosely. I do my best to try and get it done because I know that whatever I don't do now will be put off and done later in the year will affect us if I just keep putting things off, but it does help me stay on track and gives me a good thing to shoot for. In preparation for this episode, I sat down and actually planned out July and August just to see what it would look like to help me remember how I process this and to remember how I plan. So this is what I did. After I broke everything down, I I asked myself the question, what do I need to skim off the top of each of these curriculum to make the bulk of our school this fall semester easier. And I decided in the month of July, what I want to do is two lessons of grammar, 13 lessons of history, and it's an odd number, but I'll explain why in a minute. I want to study one country from our social studies program and two lessons of science. With our history curriculum, the first 13 lessons covers two living books, specifically on the topic of the Vikings. We're studying early American history, and it's thought that the Vikings were some of the first people to actually discover North America. So we're going to study that portion of history and the stories that surround it. It is an odd number, but it's going to feel like a nice, solid ending to the month if we can read through the books about Vikings in the month of July. Then, after I have my goals for the month, I break it up into the weeks. Especially in the summer, I have to figure out how many days rather than how many weeks I have to teach school. This July, like many, is pretty busy. We have a family wedding uh, in the middle of July, and we have a family reunion that I'm still undecided whether or not I'm going to at the very end of the month. In between those two events, we have friends coming to visit from St. Louis and hopefully California and Texas. They're all coming together to hang out with us for a big weekend. It's like a family reunion, but these are all just really close friends. It It's going to be a crazy summer. Every weekend is booked. 
which means that there's going to be some recovery days in, in addition to these busy weekends. So I don't really know how much school will actually get done. But when I was looking at the calendar, it looks like we have 15 to 20 days, roughly, that we could actually potentially do school. So what I then did was I broke down two lessons of grammar. I'm going to space them out on certain weeks. So on week two and week four, I'm going to do one lesson of grammar apiece. History is going to be spread out from week two on. Week one, because of the 4th of July, I'm going to do one lesson of science, which will be mostly reading because it's an introductory lesson. The very first lesson of our science program is all introductory. There's not really any experiments to do. It'll be pretty easy to sit and read through in an afternoon. And I'll also start doing our introduction to our social studies program and do some introductory lessons on the first country we're going to study this year, which is France. Now, we've got our weekly goals set. What do we do with our daily goals? I don't plan my week until I'm at the actual week. I don't know between now and the first week of July what's going to happen in our lives, what the rain, what the weather's going to be like, what play dates are going to be like, what appointments I might have. There's all kinds of things that could happen. I also have a job that I work outside the home, and so I have to consider that. And with the 4th of July being on a Thursday this year, that's one of the days that I work. And so I'm guessing I'm not going to work that day. But what will we be doing? Who knows? There's all kinds of things that could happen that day. So it's there's so many variables that I just wait until the Sunday before the week of school actually happens. And it's a little traditional for me. Every Sunday evening after I put the kids to bed, I set a plan for the week. I look at the goals for the week and I set the daily events. And I say, on this day, on Monday, I want to get this done. On Tuesday, I want this done. In the summer, that's pretty much what I do. I just say, Monday, we're going to do science. Tuesday, we're going to do history. Wednesday, we're going to do grammar, something like that. When it comes to the fall, though, I usually do block scheduling. Block scheduling, basically, it has saved my life. And if you don't know what it is, you take your day and you break it down into either hour long, half hour long, and some people even do 15 minute long increments. And every day at the same time, you're doing the same thing. For example, at eight o'clock, we are going down to eat breakfast. At 8.30, we're cleaning the kitchen. At nine o'clock is mommy's coffee time. At 9.30, the kids do chores. At 10, we start math. At 11, we do English or grammar with spelling and reading all the things. That's kind of how the idea is. And so within the course of the hour or even half hour, which is how I do sometimes as well, we have to get all of the school that we'll just work for an hour on math. And whether or not we get to the end of it or not, just it depends on the day. I researched a lot of this kind of planning stuff. And this was like three years ago that I researched planning stuff. And I found a whole bunch of stuff on Pinterest, and some of it is not even available anymore online. I was looking it up to link into my show notes, and some of it's gone. (laughs) There's one whole website of this lady that I found, um, one of my very favorite daily block scheduling lists that I ever found was on this website, and she has since made it unavailable. However, she has a homeschool planner website now, and I will link her stuff in the show notes. You can design your own planner with this lady, um, and it is extensive, the things you can pick out, and 
it's all some, I think the way it seemed when I was reading it, I was still a little bit confused, but uh, it looked like you could pick all the pages that you wanted that she'd created, pick the ones you want, print those right from your house. And then she had suggestions on how to bind it yourself. So I thought that was just really awesome. It is a paid thing um, because this is one way that she's supporting her homeschool. So I will put links in the show notes for that. It's really awesome. Not to undermine her because we do want to support other homeschool moms in every way, shape, and form. One thing I was really um, excited about was being able to create my own planner. Uh, after seeing several different ways people did it, and I it's even downloaded one last year after joining an email list for some homeschooling uh, helps and things, I got really excited. And so this year, I've created my own planner. And I just thought I'd make it available to you guys if it's something you're interested in. So I have a daily log in my planner. I have lesson planning sheets for each child. And then I also have book lists. I have two different types of book lists. I have one list of books that I've read aloud to all the kids. And then I have lists for each child who knows how to read of books that they've read to me or have read to themselves. And I do keep two separate lists. I also have a list of places we've gone on field trips and a list of the resources or curriculum that I've used to teach my kids from, um, just to show the evaluator at the end of the year. I know some states that's a requirement, and it's not a requirement in Pennsylvania. I also have the daily sheet that I use for my block scheduling for my daily planning. I adapted it from the one that I found from the lady on Pinterest years ago. So you can find that on my website, forntailpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Podcast. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, I would love a review, a like, a comment. Let me know what you think. And I'd love to build a community of moms who need encouragement on this journey because I know it can be rough. And sometimes you can't always find people in your local area that teach like you or that can encourage you. So maybe, just maybe, I can be that for you. So reach out. I'd love to hear from you. So thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Foreign Toe Podcast. Oh, hey, and it's June. Don't forget about our Frog and Toad Together unit study. If you guys are doing that, I would love to see pictures. Uh, follow and tag hashtag F-I-T pod together and let's see what you guys are doing um, there's more pictures going up on my instagram feed to show you our progress and what we're learning and we're having a good time uh, doing a relaxed little unit study on frog and toad together so i hope you guys are having a great june stay dry because i don't know about you but where i'm living it has been raining like crazy and we'll see you next time on four and toe when i talk to you about one of my favorite curriculum i can't even I can't even not talk about it anymore. I'm just so excited. We're going to delve into Beautiful Feet curriculum and what they have to offer. Until then, have a great day and hope to see you on the interwebs. Bye.